Guten Morgen! Welcome to another episode of my goddamn quest for happiness. You are indeed in the right place and I am happy again. Isn't that nice? I'm glad you came back after the last episode. I hope it wasn't too much of a Debbie Downer kind of episode, but I felt it was important to just also insist that it's impossible to always be happy and I don't want to give the wrong impression with my podcast and be like, you should be happy all the time and if you're not, you're doing something wrong. That being said, this week's episode is all about responsibility, so we're going all the way the other way again, Um, but it won't be as heavy as you think it is. So stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to my goddamn quest for happiness. I am Anne Klein, actor, comedian, and life coach. Okay, sure. This podcast is all about happiness. What makes us happy? What makes some people happier than others? And why can't I get it? I've been reading a lot of books. I've been talking to many, many people, watching lots of YouTube videos, rabbit hole, and I have discovered a few things, and I would love to share just that with you. So, as announced, this week's episode is about responsibility and about taking responsibility for your life. Um, I've been reading a book about success, which, you know, I think is always to be taken with a pinch of salt because um, I think striving for success is bound to make us unhappy. It's quite stressful and you're like focused on this external thing. And if you've listened to the episode about values, it's really important to stay focused actually on the joy of the thing you're doing and not on the external goal. So I think There's a problem with our attempt to strive for success, but I always find it interesting what kinds of advice is given in it. And I think if you can take it, you know, take the things that are useful and leave the things that are stressful, um, it can still be quite helpful. And in this book that I am currently reading, the first principle for success is taking 100% responsibility for your life. And I actually found this quite interesting because I think taking responsibility is a theme of this episode, uh, of this podcast as well because basically um, the whole <laughs> the whole mind-blowing new idea of this thing was we can take charge of our own happiness and we don't have to be victims to what happens to us we can decide to take action to be happier and that is taking control and being responsible so I just felt like actually doing an episode that is dedicated solely to that theme that is overarching everything else that we've been looking at on this podcast would be quite interesting because um, (laughs) so I've had this conversation with someone about the whole happiness idea and about being in charge of of our own happiness and he was a bit resistant to that idea initially because he felt like having to acknowledge that you have control over your own happiness immediately brings with it a whole set of uh, feelings of guilt and of blame and of shame and if I I was always able to guide or to direct my happiness, then the fact that I was unhappy in the past means I am guilty. It means I am responsible for the unhappiness that has happened to me. And he did not want to accept that he was in control because if he did that, he would have to accept these feelings of responsibility and of guilt. 
And I just want to address that in this episode because maybe this person was not alone with these feelings and maybe you feel the same way. And guilt is a difficult emotion. I feel it a lot. I feel a lot of guilt and shame and it's not serving us very much. So let it go. Let's let's get rid of guilt and shame. Let's shed. Oh my gosh, I just bumped my elbow. Anyway, <laughs> got too excited. Um, <laughs> I actually don't think using responsibility in that sense is useful at all. And I don't think we should feel guilty if we haven't taken control in the past and even if we don't take control in the future all the time. So I... Um, equated it to learning to drive a car and you could have been sat in your car your entire life and no one has ever told you that if you put your hands on the steering wheel you can actually control where the car is going and you've been hitting other people you've been hitting trees you've been going in the weirdest directions your entire life and you've just been sat there thinking why is all this happening to me and all of a sudden someone comes up to you and says hey try putting your hands on the steering wheel and then you can actually change the direction and you can guide your car to where you want it to go and you can make sure that these terrible things don't happen to you now you could say, oh my gosh, I am not going to put my hands on the steering wheel because if it now turns out that I can actually steer the car, then I am to blame for all the times I've hit other people or all the times I've hit trees and I've injured myself and all of that. I'm really taking this analogy quite far, but I think it works. <laughs> but would you really be to blame for that? If now you start steering the car, does that mean you are to blame for all the times you didn't? I would say personally, no, you're not because you didn't know you could steer the car. So how can you be held responsible for that? Um, it just means that now you've been given this piece of advice and you're being taught how to do it. So now it would be silly if you didn't. So you've been given this this tool that allows you to um, go in the right direction. And maybe there are times where <laughs> you panic and you're still learning how to drive a car. So you're not doing everything right. And you panic and you take your hands off the steering wheel and you go, <gasps> I don't know what to do. And that's okay. You know, you're, you're allowed to learn. You're allowed to not always get it right. You're, it's normal that you will revert back to habits that you've had your entire life while you're learning this new tool. Obviously, here the analogy of the car is not great because if you were to hit a person while you're learning to drive a car, it would not be ideal and it also wasn't before. But I'm just giving this example as the fact that if you didn't know you could do something, it is not your fault that you didn't do it. So now you know and just because you know that you can drive a car doesn't mean you're immediately perfectly able to do it. So just cutting yourself some slack and just saying just because we are handing you the tool and I am including myself in the you saying you have responsibility over what happens doesn't mean you have to take on blame. And I actually don't like the word responsibility in that regard because it does sound like there is some kind of guilt and blame involved. But so just saying control, you have control over how to steer your car um, that doesn't mean you are guilty because you didn't know that before. And it doesn't mean it's a big deal if you don't do it perfectly all the time from here on out. I know I'm repeating myself, but I just really want to drive home the point. Uh, oh, little pun. Oh, good. Because <sighs> um, I think it's important because if we don't get on board <laughs> with this idea because there's something holding us back, it's no good to any of us. Okay, So I hope that helped. 
If you have any questions, give me a call. All right. <laughs> no one's ever called. Oh, no, that's not true, actually. Some people have called me. So keep doing that. If you have questions or thoughts or anything, just pop me a message. I'll give you my number. You can give me a call and we can have a chat about it. Um, actually, someone even checked in with me after the last episode to see if I was okay, which I think is really sweet. I am fine. I am honestly fine. I just wanted to be, you know, honest. <laughs> which is a rare quality these days. Okay, oh gosh, the negativity. All right, so now that we've taken away all the negative feelings towards the word responsibility, let's look at how we can take 100% responsibility for our lives. Now, certainly everything that happens to us is not our fault. We are not responsible for everything that happens in the world. If there is an earthquake, it is not my responsibility. I have not created the earthquake. However, saying I am 100% responsible for everything is giving me a certain amount of control. So if, if just to stick with the example of the earthquake, if there is an earthquake happening, we are all equally well, maybe not all equally, but it happens to all of us. And um, there are no earthquakes in Luxembourg. Well, there have been, but not major. It's not really a thing here. So I don't know if it's a good example. Let's just say there's a flood. Okay. And all of our houses have been flooded. Now we've all had the same problem, but we don't all come out of it in the same way. Let's put aside all the factors like, you know, money and support from others and so on. But we have we have a way that we respond to whatever happens to us. And this will change how well we deal with what happened. So even though your house has been flooded, my house has been flooded, you might now call up people, call up friends and family, ask them to come help you. You might take action and you might say, <laughs> I mean, maybe this is taking a bit far, but you might say, you know what? I've been wanting to move for ages anyway, and this is a good time to go. All of my things have been ruined. I have to start from scratch anyway, so might as well do do it where I want it to be from the start. So I'll make the best of it. Um, whereas I go, I can't believe this has happened. This is so unfair. All of my things are ruined. And I just sit and wallow in my unhappiness. It is a horrible thing that has happened. And it is okay to feel um, upset by it and to mourn and to, you know, not take it lightly. Um, those are all justified uh, responses to this but then the question is do you stay with that or do you ever take action do you become the person who goes okay let's see how I can make the best out of this or do you just stay in the misery and you don't get rid of the broken things you just sit with it everything that has been ruined and you just stare at it every day and you're mad at the world because this wasn't fair you didn't do anything to deserve this and why did this have to happen to you and those are the two different possible. There's only two possible responses to a, a flooding and these are them. Um, but you get the idea. So if you say, okay, I am 100% responsible for everything that happens, you could look at this situation of my house has been flooded and say, what could I have done differently? And if you look at it that way, you might come up with answers to that. You know, maybe you could have known you live in an area where floods are a possibility and you could have built your house in a way that it would um, would be able to take a flood. You know, maybe you put it uh, up higher, maybe you put out sandbags around. I, I am not an expert on flooding, so <laughs> I might not be giving the best advice. But just, you know, there, there might have been actions you could have taken to prevent this from happening. Um 
If you didn't, maybe once it did happen, there were things you could have done. You could have been like Jean, your neighbor, who called up all the people, who asked for help, who started taking action straight away and changed. And you didn't have to stay sat where you were until, you know, everything was broken even more because the water just seeped into everything and you didn't try and get rid of it and you got depressed and you lost your job and everything went downhill, right? So you could at some point have taken some kind of action to change the course of your life. And that is the whole idea, I think. So not to say you are responsible for everything, you're to blame for everything, Um And you should always feel this pressure of like, I am responsible for everybody's pain. But to say, if something isn't happening the way I want it to, just claiming, okay, imagine I am 100% responsible. What could I have done differently is actually quite empowering because you can always find something you could have done differently. You know, my boss shouted at me. It's unfair. He shouted at me even though it wasn't my fault and I am upset at that. Okay, what could I have done differently? Could I have spoken up for myself? Could I have left the job when I saw all the red flags that this boss is not a good boss and he just blames everyone for his own mistakes? You know, could I have, um, when I noticed the fault happening that he yelled at me for, even though it wasn't my responsibility, could I still have taken action to change it? You know, there's different ways you can handle a situation. And I think it really does help with happiness. So... I think it will create more unhappiness if you use it as a tool to self-flagellate and just sit at home and keep telling yourself how you are responsible for all the shit that happened to you. Um, so I think it's a really fine line and you have to find the balance with it. But I think if there are things in your life that make you unhappy and you just stay focused on the fact that it's not your fault and it's unfair, you will stay unhappy. And if you then use the tool and say, okay, how could I have taken responsibility? How could I have changed this? What could I do, do now to change it? Um, it's, it's really a really empowering tool. And the um, idea here is that it's an equation. Um, there are events that are happening to you and you respond to that in a certain way and that defines the outcome. So whatever outcome you have, it was a combination of an event and your response to it. And This might go counter the <laughs> idea of 100% responsibility, but we cannot control the events, right? We have no control over what happens externally. We have control over how we respond to it. And this is actually a mindfulness approach. Even though this success book is all about being really driven and, you know, doing everything to be a super successful person, um, even Eckhart Tolle um, Oh man, I'm already saying it with an English accent. Eckhart Tolle. Okay, I know German. I don't have to pretend I don't know how to pronounce his name. Eckhart Tolle. Um, <laughs> he speaks about this. Like, this is one of his main principles. We are in control of our own reactions to things, of our responses to things. And practicing mindfulness whether this be through meditation or just through being present in the moment and noticing things and, you know, staying focused on what is now rather than the past and the present. Applying mindfulness allows us to create a space between something happening and our response to it. And I believe the idea is that rather than reacting to something, there has been an input, I have to react we can respond to it. And the response is softer. The response is deliberate. 
Um, a reaction is immediate. It's instinctive. Um, you shout at me, I shout back. That's my reaction. This is the event, and I respond to it by shouting. But you could also say, there's this event, you shout at me. Because I am being mindful. <laughs> it sounds so new agey. <laughs> I'm just standing in my cupboard talking into a microphone about the weirdest things. Oh my. You know when you have an out-of-body experience and you just see yourself doing something? This is very sad. I'm looking at my winter coat while I speak about mindfulness. Anyway, I've actually now lost my train of thought. That's how mindful I am. Okay, so someone's shouting at you and you you realize there is a space between the event happening to you and your response to it. You don't have to react immediately. You can take a breath. Okay, I notice you are shouting at me. Now what do I do? I can shout back, but then I know this will only create a loop and a vicious cycle where we just keep shouting at each other and we don't actually get any kind of result. But I could also take a breath and go, why are you shouting at me? You know, what is what is happening right now? What am I feeling? What can I do with my response to change the outcome? I can remove myself from the fight and go, I don't think this is the right time to be having this conversation. Maybe we can talk when we feel a bit calmer. Or I can say, oh, I notice you're hurt. Let's talk about it. I, I you know, I, I can tell something is upsetting you. I want to know more about it. I want to know what it is. Maybe you notice they really want a hug and you just hug them. You know, like there's a million ways you can react to this person shouting at you and if you don't if you're not mindful your only reaction will be shout back and that outcome will not be the one you desire most likely so this is actually I find this interesting that this principle of mindfulness and of um meditation and you know the whole Eckhart Tolle kind of idea (laughs) is did I say it again did I do it again the whole Eckhart Tolle kind of idea, (laughs) sound like a computer, Um, is actually overlapping with this success idea. So if we can bring, I think, more of an Ekatolle version of it to it, to the table, I think it will be a bit more wholesome. It will make us a bit happier. I think um, balance is always key. You know, none of these things should be taken too strictly because it is a lot of pressure. You know, I, I feel a lot of pressure to be, to be happy all the time. Um, you know, this overlaps with what I said in the last episode, but this idea of being 100% responsible for your own happiness and for the outcomes, it can it can feel like quite a pressure, like quite a burden. So if anything happens that's, you know, not how I want it, I can't be upset about it because I've only got myself to blame and I think that's just too much. I, I Oh my gosh, let's just not go too new agey. Let's not pretend we can be happy all the time and we have to take on this responsibility and I have to be in charge like of my mind all the time and my thoughts and if I ever yelled at someone that's, oh, I'm a horrible person. I shouldn't have done. I could have changed the outcome. It's not useful. Not Let's not do that, okay? Let's not pretend we are robots. But um, 
But actually being uh, presented with this idea that we have some kind of control can be quite useful and liberating. So I only say 100% responsibility because it helps when we are investigating what happened. And if we if we pretend, okay, I was 100% responsible, what could I have done differently? It's easier to find the answer we want. If we say, I was okay, I was 20% responsible, what could I have done differently? Well, if Sheila hadn't shouted at my poodle, I wouldn't have kicked her in the shit. Um, <laughs> but my 20% is that I took my poodle out because I presented Sheila with the opportunity to shout at my poodle. Um, I don't think that's useful. Um, so just saying, okay, I was 100% responsible. What could I have done differently? You know, I, I could have told Sheila gently not to shout at my poodle because he's a very sensitive little poodle. <sighs> I really apologize. I am so grateful you are still listening after all this crap all these weeks. Anyway, yeah. So I think I have made the point quite clear <laughs> if I haven't overdone it. And here's a line that Eckhart Tolle um, said, which I find quite lovely summing all of this up. Taking responsibility for your state of consciousness determines what world you create. Because we do create our world. Um, we do make the things bring the things into existence that we think about, that we talk about, um, either by actually creating them because of our actions, because of the things we pursue, or by framing everything that happens to us in a way that it aligns with what we think anyway. I do think that um, there was nothing groundbreakingly new about this idea. I do think um, it has been the overarching theme of all the episodes. If we acknowledge that ha that we have control over our own happiness and we can affect our thoughts and so on, um, that does mean we are responsible to a certain degree. But I still felt like actually talking about it head on for once <laughs> might be quite useful. I hope you did too. I hope you got something out of this. I would love to hear what it was. I would actually really love for you guys to reach out. Um, I know I'm not super active on the Instagram feed or the Facebook feed, um, which is not, you don't call it a feed, I don't think, on Facebook. I am great at social um, media. Um, but I am actually active in the messages. So whoever has messaged me either by email through my website or through the messages on Instagram, on Facebook, I have always gotten back to them. And I've had some really lovely exchanges with people. So if you feel like you want to reach out, please do it. If you have any kind of feedback for me, something you would love me to speak about in an episode or a question you have or, you know, something that wasn't clear to you, something you didn't like, like my stupid voices. Well, too bad. I'm going to keep doing them. Um, but please do feel free to reach out. I always appreciate it. So, yeah, let me know if this was interesting to you. Please do share these episodes with your friends if you feel like they're useful or with your enemies. If you feel like they could make them less of an enemy to you, you know, it can always be useful in many, many ways. Um, please share this around. Spread the love. Follow me on Instagram at God happiness pod on facebook my goddamn quest for happiness and check out aldo.lu as always for more information for all other podcasts the lovely people of the elder radio family and uh, i'll see you next time thanks for listening in goodbye